forever. Dog. When midnight strikes, they all die. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's The New Year's Party. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are discussing R.L. Stein's The New Year's Party. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2021 and everything's fine now. Yay. That's all we have to do is wait for it. Yay. Yay. Um... Well, cause truly like, okay, so you know the thing where, so this, we're recording a little bit ahead of time. Um, and I know that like really, like really starting out talking about politics right away, whatever. But like, <laughs> so you know how like there's right now it's like the, like a democratic Congress is trying to decide if we should um, do Be like a multi-billion dollar thing on fucking a border wall. <laughs> I was like, what? and then there's people, yeah, literally, like, it's like huh? a plan to 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 put multiple billions of dollars towards finishing the border wall. Um, and, okay. And so, like, I think of that, and then when people are like, guys, once <laughs> January rolls around and Biden's president, like, everything's gonna be so good. And I'm like, yo, everyone in power sucks. We need to keep working. Like, yeah, I saw people retweeting like super libs um <laughs> just saying things like oh i'm so glad that i don't have to think about politics anymore and it's like what are you mm, fucking talking about are they that's white not they sound what's white. happening oh very white mm. <laughs> very white yeah they're white seems, seems like seems like uh yeah so mm. Mm -mm. it's not over but I just that that was like literally the thing I saw right before I sat down to record. So I had to mention it on Forge. Um, but we did read New Year's Party, the New Year's Party. I apologize. Um, this was a, this is another super chiller. So it is a bit more like, you know, big time deaths. People people get their heads wrenched all the way around their bodies. <laughs> it, you know it's gory multiple times yeah or are people's throats slit as well uh i think two people have their heads turned all the way around okay the strength the absolute strength and you know what i'm i'm ready for it i'm ready for a strong ghost woman 2021 <laughs> <laughs> i i can't Okay, so my my feelings about this book are I wouldn't say I like enjoyed reading it. No, I did not enjoy reading it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a good one in the like everything that happens, I was like, that's fantastic. No, there were some really like 10 out of 10 moments and like truly the twist of there being like a ghost that's haunting other ghosts is very funny. It's fantastic. And I I did sort of, to Arl's credit, I was like, you know what? I kind of forgot about that boy. I did forget about that boy. I forgot I about did. the boy. When, because, okay, so I thought that Arl was tricking us. And then I was just like, I don't know who the fuck PJ is. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, 
Jeremy and Beth are Liz and Ty. I like, I don't know why. I was like, maybe because Ty just seemed, I was like, why is he so drawn to her? Blah, blah, blah. I but, I knew that PJ was Jeremy. I did not. But I didn't know Liz was Beth because I guess I forgot Beth's name. Or I kept, no, I kept thinking that Ronnie was somehow Beth. Oh, Rini. Or, oh, yeah. No, sorry, me Rini. too. I was like, are we going to somehow find out that she was the ghost the whole time? <laughs> I was like, ready for it to happen. But I was like, but Rini's not short for Beth. Mm. Um, but no, it's short for Maureen. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I... Like, the fact that Liz is very obviously also a nickname for Elizabeth. Yeah. Totally flew out of my stupid tiny bird brain. But also, here's the thing. We never, to his credit, we never hear Elizabeth or we never see Elizabeth. We just see Beth or Liz and like. But like, you should be able to You should be, look, (laughs) we're all dealing with quarantine in different ways. Some of us got stupider. Look, I, let's I also just hope that I had COVID earlier this year and that I still have COVID fog because otherwise, inexcusable. Yeah. I, you're, I was also in the same boat. Like when, when he was like, "It's me." Oh my god, Liz and Jeremy, or no, Liz and PJ are Beth and Jeremy. I was like, "Oh, Elizabeth." Like I didn't. I knew it was her, but I was just like, I just didn't think about the names. I was just like, yeah, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about like, why would I have been like, oh, Jeremy is obviously the J and PJ. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Forgetting that Liz is a nickname for Elizabeth. But I the real reason it was tripping me up is because and uh, R.L. Stein did a good job with this. I thought in the beginning that Beth had a crush on Jeremy. Me too. And because it was he like never totally says it though. Yes, he never says it. It's really well done. He never explicitly yes. says why Beth is so concerned with Jeremy and why she's the only one who understands him and why like she can't just be with him. And it's because it's her fucking brother and she's just concerned that a joke was played on her brother. And I was like, duh. Yeah. Lindsay. I, to his credit, I also was fooled because she... I thought that maybe they were just like masquerading as brother and sister. Like you I know did how, too. But it was really that they were. And so good on him because mm-hmm. it like the moment that like like Kaiser so stayed for me when they it was like, oh, they're the they're the brother and sister. Um it came back when she's when she's trying to check in on him and he's like, You're not my mom. I I was like, oh, that makes more sense that it he makes would say so that. It makes so much sense. And I was like, yeah, because yeah, when they were driving, I was like, hello, Jeremy, Beth is obviously into you. Why aren't you taking advantage of this? Yep. And it's like, oh, because you, like your fucking sister was like making you feel even yeah. more pathetic. And I'm assuming she's his older sister. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. He felt babied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that she was wrong to like be looking out for him, but yeah. So she just she, it wasn't that she had a crush on him. It's that she was trying to take care of her little brother. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, and honestly, Team Liz on Forge. I mean, not yes. fortunate. Not about the, a hit and run. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not loving her willingness to just like let a man die. Right. 
But I am loving her willingness to kill him. <laughs> to stand by her brother and kill uh-huh. these, these terrible teens. Yeah. Which, I mean, they are pretty terrible. Like, oh, they're, I mean, this should, this is the most egregious yeah. example of a book about murder pranks possible. This book yes. is 100% murder pranks. Yes. In fact, our main character almost dies of like triple threat, like drowning, like bonking her head on ice and hypothermia mm-hmm. because of a prank. And they still after that are like, but we should keep doing but, pranks. Like, definitely more pranks. Um, Also like, Artie's uh, Artie being fucking haunted by PJ is so funny. Like everything Artie does, PJ is there and somehow something gets fucked up is so funny. Artie's the worst. He's so terrible. Oh, at also, one point I thought Mark might be Jeremy yes! because of the scar yes! on his forehead. So that yes! was also well done. I know. And like, like sorry, no offense to Arlstein. Yeah. But I wonder if someone else wrote this. <laughs> or I wonder, right? Like, remember how he, there was like alleged, allegedly, there was a ghostwriter situation. I wonder That's what if I'm saying. He, well, I'm wondering if he maybe, like, I'm doing the opposite. Like, did he write this one and cheerleaders, you know? Oh, you're actually saying maybe he writes the better ones. Yeah, I'm being nice. Okay. I mean, I'm still accusing him of like lying. No, that's. <laughs> That's an interesting... Yeah. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. It's a calculated theory. It would make sense. Because there's fewer really, really good ones. Yeah. And like the point... I'm trying to think what the point horror ones are generally like. Some are good and some are whack. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he probably wasn't getting ghostwriters at that point, though. No, I, it was pretty early. As soon as as soon as he got series, I think as soon as Goosebumps came on the scene, I mean, it's too much. Too much. How could he? Have? How could the publisher have thought? How could Scholastic possibly have considered him writing every single one of those? Yeah, I refuse to believe. I think that they turned. You know, they were faking how much they believed him. Maybe they were just like, mm, what we don't know won't hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. Hear I no th- evil, see no evil, read no goosebumps. Yes. 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 And I think that like there was a maybe a whistleblower and then they were like, oh, we didn't know how. Could- <sighs> or maybe you- somebody wanted more money or mm-hmm. some such thing. It was like suddenly, suddenly it was a big problem. Suddenly what if we became like it. investigative journalists about this? I'm just picturing us trying to like follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> follow the money. Follow the money. Um, but uh, it's it, it's truly murder prank city here. They're all like literally doing like I got murdered pranks on each other. It's all it's the only kind of prank that they pull. Yeah. I'm dead prank or you killed me prank. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Their pranks are not good. Because also, okay, they're like big boomy prank Mm -hmm. that they're going to do on PJ. I was like, what? Like, you lost me. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) Like, in no, 
universe is this going to be believable? Yeah, and it's not even like funny. Hot girl invites him to New Year's or a Christmas party. And then they kiss on the dance floor and then she plays dead. And it's as if his kiss killed her. And then he's going to be like, wow, she was, I'm too hot to handle. That's the Um, dumbest dumbest shit I've ever heard of. Really fucking stupid. Uh, I really hate it. All of the, oh, so you want to read the back of the book? Oh, sure, sure, (laughs) sure, sure, sure. All right, PJ wasn't supposed to die. It was just a practical joke, no big deal. But PJ had a bad heart. The kids at Rini's Christmas party couldn't tell the police what they'd done, so they hid the body, and then it disappeared. Now someone's killing them one by one. Someone's taking PJ's revenge, but who? By midnight, they'll know, because when the clock chimes, they'll all get a kiss. The kiss of death. This skips like three-fourths of the book. I was so confused going all the way through. I was like, so when does this start? (laughs) Because it really is. It's three-fourths of the book before PJ even dies because of this prank. Because as soon as Sandy, the hot girl in school, plays dead, he has a heart attack and drops dead for real. Mm -hmm. And then they haul his body to the basement. Behind the furnace, which I'm like, don't do that. Why would you do it behind the furnace? You need to keep a body cold, you guys. Yeah, doggy, don't cook snow. it. So, and then they run upstairs, and then they're like, "We're being crazy. We should, we should check on him and just call the police." They go back down. Body is gone. Mm-hmm. This happens. So there are 193 pages in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this happens on page one. 18. Stop. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's too far in for this because, like, literally, they've already done a bunch of other murder pranks on people, and sh- our main character has almost died at this point. Yes. Already. So the book, the book starts in 1965. We're at mm-hmm. a New Year's party. Um, we're with our girl Beth. She's dancing with her boyfriend, Tom Stevens, but Beth cannot take her eyes off Jeremy, the mysterious boy who gets picked on constantly. And then her friend Karen has disappeared. And then robbers show up and hold everyone at gunpoint. And they make, like, Jeremy cry. And then it turns out it was a fucking prank. Jeremy runs off upset. Beth runs after him. You don't know why. It turns out it's because it's her brother. And they hit a boy while they're driving. And Beth's like, keep driving. Yep. And then they in turn get in an accident. And they get out of the car. They go back. They search for the boy. The boy is missing. They're trying to flag a ride. This gets spaced out throughout the book, by the way. Yeah. I liked the jumping back and forth. I did, too. Because I I still was like, how is this going to come into play? I also loved the names of the of the chapters. That's the other thing. I feel like for the ones written by RL, the ch- names of the chapters are really good. Like there's one that says like Rini dies first and like that like they're really yeah. I like I like them a lot. They're very good. Chapter uh, 5, The Body in the Closet. Yeah, so good. Mhm. So they they're trying to flag down a car to get home. Nobody seems to see them, so they head back to the car because they figure at least they can keep themselves warmer in the car than outside the car if nobody's going to pick all, them up. Oh, that's the other thing, too, that I love that she's like, 
weirdly, I do not feel cold, but I guess I should try to stay warm. Yeah. That I loved good. this too because like the whole time, and I feel like you probably were too, the whole time once the first, they try to flag someone down and like no one sees them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, damn, you're dead. Yes. You're dead. Yes, 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 you're dead. <laughs> Look, yes, you're dead. Uh, and I was very glad when they were dead. And I was glad that it yes. didn't keep getting teased out. No. So they get back to the car and they see that their their bodies are still in the car. And then they like fade into nothingness. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then in the present day, our main character is Rini. And she like goes into her room to study with her friends. Her boyfriend, Sean, isn't there. She opens her closet. Sean falls out and he's dead. And she's like, start. I did. <laughs> I really appreciated Rini. Every time a prank got pulled on her, she was like, I wasn't scared. I was startled. Yeah. There's a complete, like, as soon as I realize what's going on, I know that you're fucking faking it. When you jump out at me, however, it is inevitably going to startle me. So, like, fuck off. Yeah, I liked that she was like, it's a jump scare. It doesn't mean it's scary. (laughs) And I appreciated that, especially, like, from the fucking king of shitty jump scares. I was like, Arl is, in a way, calling himself out. I liked that. I liked that. I don't think on purpose, but that's what's happening. (laughs) Um, so we've got Sean falling out of the closet, pretending he's dead, and then Ty, the, like, slightly new boy in school, jumps out of her locker at her. Oh, you want to know what, so I do want to say, to RL slash maybe a ghostwriter's credit, I did think that it was pretty on point that Rini was, like, horny for every single guy in her universe. Like, she was, like, yeah. I'm with my boyfriend, but also like that guy, his scar makes him look cool. And like Ty, but she's I'm like, like wow, private. every girl wants Ty. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, it's it's that thing of like, I'm not saying that I want to break up with my boyfriend. I'm just saying I'm intrigued. Yeah. she Yes. She's intrigued. And she's like, look, I'm going to say, yes, the Mona Lisa is a beautiful painting. That's just fact. <laughs> you know, like she's. Does she's it like, mean I'm going to leave the scream? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's beautiful. I'm just saying I appreciate. How can I not? It's right there. So she is appreciating <laughs> all of the, these like the beautiful <laughs> young men around her. Um, Which I felt was very true to the teenage experience. Mm-hmm. Um, her friends are Greta and Artie. They've been together forever. They're fighting all the time lately, though, because Greta feels or senses correctly that Artie is on the verge of dropping out of school to become like a mechanic and not go to college because he's being influenced by this bad boy, Mark. Mm-hmm. And... And Ty is, like, kind of new. He came to the school two months ago. He never looks at another girl. He's He's never asked a girl on a date. But he's super cute and everybody's interested. And then we get a couple of new kids. We get Liz and PJ. PJ's, like, very weak and quiet. And Liz says it's because he has a heart condition. Liz is very cool. They make friends with her right away. I liked that Liz was cool. Mm-hmm. And I and did I also, get the sense that she was cool and fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that was being conveyed exactly, but I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, Liz is the coolest. Also, like, at the end, I also liked when she was like, Rini, I liked you. 
Yeah, she was I like, thought that we cool. came back to get a second chance, but I guess we came back to fucking murder everyone. Yes. Um, I also, uh, oh, how? Okay, so you, you know how like the core group of friends—they're always doing murder pranks on each other. Did you? Okay, my first instinct when so like Mark has this new car, and and um, he's like not really in their friend group. He doesn't go to their school or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Artie, who's like starting to hang out with Mark more and more, uh, is like, "Hey, let's ride in Artie or in Mark's new car." And then they're like, "Oh, we need to show you something." And then Mark like pretends to fall off of a cliff. I was like, Mark doesn't get to do the murder pranks. He's, he's not, not in the group. He's not in the group. Why are you bringing in a new person to do murder pranks? But also maybe Mark's problem is that he needs a group. I think he does need a group. I think that like maybe I don't think he's the they bad all need to question like why Artie keeps trying to bring him into the group. Yeah. Maybe it's because Mark needs some friends. Yeah. I think I think Mark needs friends. And I also think that like they keep saying that Mark is the bad influence, but like Mark didn't start doing murder pranks until he met them. Mm-hmm. And murder pranks are, in my opinion, way worse than, you know, just like dropping out of school and being a mechanic. Yeah. He's making a living. Being a mechanic, you're doing a valuable service. You're contributing to society. If all you're doing is murder pranks and not even for like a show like Scare Tactics. <laughs> You're not then, even getting paid for said murder pranks. Mm-hmm. Why? I think you know. Isn't murder? Isn't scare tactics like ethically bad? I think it is. Right? Probably. I don't know. I never watched it. It was like literally people thinking that they were like gonna fucking die and like be murdered and shit. Yeah, no thanks. That's not nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I think these characters. I mean, I think the book is saying it as well that they're just really bad people, and that like Reenie is nice but not nice enough. Right? Like she's like a. What conscientious objector? <laughs> she's pretty weak-willed. Yeah, she's like guys. Also, true when she's feeling guilty because she knows that PJ has a bad heart, but they're gonna go forward with this thing that's gonna like really shock him. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. She also, she knew. Greta clearly has a thing for PJ, and even she doesn't stop it. I know. What the fuck? They've all been just like way too indoctrinated in their own murder prank. Um, yes, and I think already kind of ex- exercises a little bit too much influence over them mm-hmm. because he's often like the one pushing the murder pranks and he's like, I think Artie is maybe the worst villain. I think he is the villain. Yeah, he's yes. really bad. Yeah, he sucks. Because he's like shitty to, I mean, he and Greta are shitty to each other. And then he's like shitty to They're PJ. They're in a toxic relationship for sure. Also, like he he's very um, well. He's very possessive of Greta, and so when he sees that Greta kind of has a crush on PJ for many reasons, one is just that she thinks he's cute, and they have a good relationship. Um, but then on top of it, like PJ just happens to like like be there at bad times, like. It is so not his fault, the no. times that he is there. No, because like one, first of all, this was fucking insane. So like the first PJ incident that, wait, is it the car first or the weightlifting? Car. 
Which I was so ir- I was so irritated by Artie's blaming yes. PJ because yes. he's speeding like a madman. Yeah. And they say that PJ ran a stop sign and that's what caused the accident. But like, I doubt this version of events, frankly. Me too. Because guess what? The narrator wasn't telling us that. It was mm-hmm. the characters. Mm-hmm. So I didn't believe it. I'm sorry. And Rini's backing him up on this. But yeah, I did not believe it. So basically what happens is Artie is like, I got a brand new, I, I got to drive a Mark's cool car. Um, Why don't we, oh, he was giving her a ride, right? He's giving Rini a, Rini a ride. And because she. Yeah, because um, oh. Greta took off early. Because she realized that, like, because PJ and Greta were going to talk and she was like, I need to not be. Oh, no, no. It was Ty and Liz. She didn't know that Greta brought her car to school. So she was, like, hanging out with Liz. And then Ty comes up and he's like, hey, Liz, I was trying to ask you something. And she's like, okay, uh, I'm a third wheel, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. I mean, good for her. And then That's she's like, friend. oh, I have to go home, though. And it's really cold. And then Artie's like, do you want to ride? I have Mark's car. And she's like, ah, no, but it's cold. So she goes with him. Artie's driving so scary. He's like speeding, speeding, speeding. And then more murder pranks after she has already fallen into yes. frozen a frozen lake and oh, had yeah. to be so saved how, by Sean. Yeah. That, how that happened was that. So the begin, the first time that they all rode in that car was when, uh, uh, Mark kind of got invited by Artie to do murder pranks and they stood at the edge of this like cliff thing that kind of overlooks a, a, a pond or a lake or something and he fakes and falls and then so Rini like steps out to see where he went and then she falls onto the uh, frozen lake it breaks she falls in the water and like almost dies and Artie and Mark are like oh shit our prank went too far, but we're and still going to keep doing nothing. pranks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. It was just a prank. It's like, maybe stop doing these fucking bullshit pranks, guys. Yeah. And it's infuriating. I it, hate it, these people. I could never be friends with these people. No. If you're going to no. do a murder prank, friendship over. Over. Also, like, when they're like, <laughs> uh, so, so Artie's like, okay. I'm really sorry. You almost died because of our prank. But do you want to go for a ride in the same car that took you to the murder prank? And she's like, not really. Yeah. But So he drives her. He's driving so scary. And they basically get T-boned by a van. But it, I, you and I think it's because he was speeding. I already claims it's yeah. because the van ran the red light and guess or, uh, ran the stop sign. And guess who was driving the van? PJ. <laughs> It was PJ. It was fucking PJ. Poor PJ. He had no idea. Um, It's not fair. It's not fair. None of this is fair. They're not being fair to PJ. Nobody really steps up and defends him. Greta sort of does, but she doesn't follow through. No. No. And Rini just like feels bad in her heart, but doesn't say anything. So that's useless. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So everyone's like, Rainy's got a Chris is going to have a Christmas party at her house because her mom's going out of town. So let's do that. And this will be a great time. Oh, but before that, because Artie's like pissed at PJ for two reasons. One, hitting his car and he gets in trouble with Mark because he totaled his friend's car. But then two, because of the weightless lifting incident. I'm so annoyed by the weightlifting incident. Well, because it was all because of him showboating. It's, and doesn't it seem to you like he was setting PJ up, mm-hmm. and like he was probably fine? Yeah, we he was know this up man. For we know this noodle boy to do nothing but like act like he's a fucking dead body. Yeah, or get other people killed. He's reckless. Yeah. So like. Are we really buying the fact that he got like knocked out by this weight when he asked PJ, a guy with a heart condition, and even though he doesn't know, PJ very much presents as a boy with a heart condition. He's like pale all the time. He like barely speaks. Yeah. Well, and like they all know that he is, quote, like some kind of sick. Like Mm -hmm. they all know that because Liz told everybody that, not specifically the heart thing, but that he can't really do physical stuff. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So he's setting so why him would up he ask to him fail. To do this? Yeah. So like Artie is in fact the villain. Yes, absolutely. PJ and should have died. Literally kill people, but Artie is the villain. Well, but it was revenge killing. And I feel like revenge killing isn't as bad. <laughs> it it just it we have to understand the historical context of actions because they mean something. Yeah. You know what? Like, is terrorism okay? No, but maybe we should stop invading countries because it just adds to extremism and anti-American sentiment. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is like, America causes terrorism and murder pranks cause murder. Yes, yes. Murder begets murder. (laughs) Murder What do you want? Yes, a prank for a prank leaves the world pranked. Yes. <laughs> so true. So true. So true. I mean, it... Uh, so, so anyway, then Artie is like, I need revenge on PJ. Even all, even though all of this has been nothing but revenge on PJ for existing. I feel like Artie, Artie should have died. Artie should fully have died. It's so awful. So the, the people who die are Mark... And Sandy, Sandy, who definitely doesn't deserve to die. She got roped into this murder prank after she like fakes dead. She's never done a murder prank before. She fakes dead. PJ dies. She sits up and she's like, 
you told me that he was going to laugh and this was going to be funny. Yeah. How also, she dare owed you? Mark so she something. is mad. Yeah. She also like, she only did it because she owed Mark some kind of favor. Oh, yeah. So he was probably blackmailing her. Like the fact that she this person pressured her first murder prank, which was done under duress, results in her dying. And everyone else gets away scot-free. Like, honestly, like, Rini deserved to die more than than mm-hmm, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Even Greta. Even Greta. Honestly, any of those core friends deserved yeah. to die. Also, like, Sean was just, like, sure, such a dud. Already. We haven't even mentioned him. Oh, yeah, Sean. He's Whatever, her boyfriend. Sean. He's Rini's boyfriend. Sean is, like, practically a non-entity. <laughs> He's nothing. He's so poor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I was glad that the plot didn't consist of Rainy trying to like break up with Sean and get a new boyfriend. I was just relieved that we didn't have that additional complication. Oh, I loved that. I loved that she was. See, it's like you thing. said, it's just like you can appreciate. You can be like, "Ooh, I wonder." Like sliding door situation. Mm-hmm. I wonder like what my high school life would be like if I w- were with him. Doesn't mean I'm going to break up with Sean. Yeah, it's just like daydreaming is innocent. Yeah. I, I I loved too that like, I mean, and we said it before, but just that like Liz truly thought, oh, like we're getting a new chance mm-hmm. at at being teenagers because it was taken from us, and you're just all so fucking evil. You deserve to die, honestly. And and we'll get to the party she throws, but it was iconic. That party was ten out of ten. <laughs> iconic party like it was so funny um but yeah so like uh sandy both sandy and mark get killed by their heads being twisted all the way around like facing the back yeah um which is very gruesome uh and they find mark first um i also really liked the scene in in the empty restaurant i thought it was kind of scary when she finds sandy very scary and she's like covered in condiments that's sad yeah, I know. She just gets like thrown in the garbage. She's Sandy fucking thrown did in not the garbage. Deserve this. <laughs> I'm so mad. It was truly. Like... Artie needs to die. Artie needs to fucking die or be I like know. prosecuted. Yeah, no. Artie needs like, to, to throw be the book at this boy. I know. Uh, instead, Mark, kid from the wrong side of the tracks, gets killed because. He, of his involvement he is killed where his head is twisted all the way around and he's like on the hood of his car that he loves so much and then they're like oh my god holy shit this is real this isn't murder pranks mm-hmm. and then uh Rini's like i have to go to the restaurant to uh try and like just figure out who could be doing this so i need to talk to sean because sean works at the restaurant sean and ty um so she goes there and Sandy's there. Oh, and that was the other thing. Remember how like Sandy was like, oh, I want to like figure out what happened. And she's like, why do you care? And it's like, bitch, because she like, yeah, she feels responsible. And then because she feels responsible for PJ going missing, because basically when they put PJ in near the furnace, they come back, he's gone. They find his jacket near the woods. And it's just like. I guess he's missing. And the only person that really, truly cares about it is Liz and kind of Greta. Um, And then so Sandy's like, I want to try and figure out what happened. So she goes to the restaurant too to try and talk with um, the guys that work there. 
and uh, Rini goes to the bathroom to wash her hands, and she comes back and it's silent in the in the empty restaurant because it's after closing. And she's like, "Oh, and I loved that detail too of like so at the beginning uh, of that scene, um, is it Sean that's mopping?" I believe I Sean is the one who's mopping. And I think Ty is like out back, like doing something with garbage. Yeah, I think they're both they're both there. Right. And so Sean is mopping and Sandy walks on where he mopped and it leaves little footprints. And when Rini comes out from the bathroom, she it's empty, but she like notices, oh, the footprints are still there. Like it just seems like this echo of a person. It's pretty cool. And then she like looks in the trash and like Sandy's little legs are sticking out of the trash. Like you said, she's covered in condiments. <laughs> so sad. And her head is turned around. I like it. <laughs> so I was really sad about that. And also it's just not fair. Like, so she's like hated by Rini because she's like very beautiful. Um, Is she mean? She, no, no. She doesn't hate Sandy. Or she just feels she's just like intimidated. She's yeah, she's just intimidated. She's like, wow, she's just like so beautiful. And Artie's being a little bitch about yeah. like when she asks where Sean it is at the very start of the present part of the book. Um, and by the present, I mean like 1993. Yeah. Um, and she's and like, where's Sean? And Artie's like, I saw him talking to uh, Sandy. Like at the end of the day, maybe he's with Sandy. Just okay, because, liar. like, every girl would be jealous of Sandy because she looks gorgeous, but Sandy is never mean, and no one is ever mean to Sandy until they, like, rope her into this murder prank and she dies. Yeah. Yeah. And Artie just likes to, like, stir shit up, too, because remember, he's like, okay, Ty, now's your chance to move in. And then that's also, like, the moment where, like, <laughs> Rini's like, oh, I mean, Ty's not bad looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was like, okay, girl. Maybe I'll trade him in. I'm like, okay, your your boyfriend's <laughs> pretending to be a dead body in the closet right there, but okay, ties some eye candy. It's okay. And it seems like you know Sean might be ghosting her for Sandy. So like, and she doesn't really believe Artie, but like no. at the same time, she's like, well, where is he then? Yeah, she's like, she's like, uh, I don't believe it, but like, it would suck if he were talking to Sandy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sandy's so beautiful. <laughs> but poor Sandy's in the trash and her little tights, her legs covered in tights are like sticking out. And she's, ugh, I just felt bad for her. And then just wrong place, wrong time, you know? <laughs> yep. And also it's like just so not fair because like she's really just being killed. Like both her and Mark are being killed to scare the core characters. So it's just like sad that like they had to have They had to pay for way. their mistakes. Right. For the others, for the mistakes of the others. The mistakes of the others. Um, So then they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> killing these people. And then we might be next. BJ's body is missing. Yes. They've like told the police. I think it's so funny that like this is the plot of so many books where it's like, we all killed somebody, but we're going to like cover it up. But instead they're not covering it up. It's just, it's just like the police get there and we're like, okay, well, here's what happened we're telling you the truth and like now <laughs> we just yes. don't know where his body is also it's so funny how quickly they all like when they see that the body is gone they're like ah, it's a prank <laughs> <He's alive." laughs> like, 
PJ really got us. And Artie is like, oh my you God, know Artie? what? Gotta respect. Uh, like, you know, can't, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, he's like, game recognized game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, he's like, you, you know, know what? I kind of knew all along. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I guessed it. And they're like, shut the fuck up, Artie. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he literally like sprints up the stairs and is like, we're free. <laughs> <laughs> But and everybody's um, relieved, and they're it so is relieved. Very interesting that none of them are mad because they do no. feel like they got what they deserved. Although Rini starts to get kind of mad when she's waiting in fifth period history for him to come back to class the next day. Yeah, because like, he's continuing in her mind. He's like continuing the like revenge. Yes, he's overdoing the bit. She's but like, again, really, you have it coming. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rini. You deserve this. You reap what you sow. So she tries to talk to Liz. And again, Team Liz. She's like, I mean, I'm just like really sorry about what happened. But like, it sucks that PJ ran away. And Liz is like, he might be dead. Like, no, I don't forgive you. I don't forgive you. Slam. And I was like, you know, you deserve that. And then when Greta is, like, so fucking delusional and she's like, what if I talk to Liz? I was like, what are you talking about? Because, <laughs> like, I had a crush on PJ, which did not stop me from <laughs> participating. But, like, maybe it gets me some point. She literally points at, she's like, well, at one point, Liz did want PJ to ask me out, so... So therefore, too, whereby (laughs) I should be the one because I have um, existing credit on this account. I know. She seems to. She's like, although I did absolutely contribute and plan the plan (laughs) that made her brother die of shock. I I think think it carries over. We can all agree (laughs) that because I was nice to him thrice time <laughs> that I should be the one to she's, speak. She's like, it's not a use it or lose it account. It does carry over. <laughs> like these minutes do roll over. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, Rini's like, I don't think no. so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's like the best. Idea. And, and, <laughs> and Greta's like, I tried. <laughs> Just like, well, you know, that's the thought. <laughs> so then they're like, mm, well, that sucks. And then like <laughs> a week later, they get this like written invitation from, from Liz. After there have been two deaths now. Two deaths. PJ's still fucking missing because of them. And PJ's jacket was found in the woods. It's assumed he's dead. And they're like, maybe he like ran off and had a heart attack in the woods. Therefore, it still is not our fault because he did not die on the premises. Because technically, the woods killed him, not us. Because trees are scary. And because imagine, I mean, trees so weak. If he ran, that's no, we didn't make that choice for him. Is all Mm -hmm. I'm saying. And jackets could belong to many people. I know. They're like, we humiliated him. <laughs> we, yes, we uh, destroyed his reputation completely. But we didn't make him run away from the party. 
And therefore, we did not kill him. Like, I'm willing to take responsibility for my actions, provided it's a very clear and direct correlation, which this is not one of Yeah. Those. So, unfortunately, he is <laughs> Oh, but a party invite. <laughs> and isn't it like, okay, I'm trying to remember what the party invite looks like. Like, isn't it like very creepy? Yeah, I think it is. Is it typed? Well, I think it's... Um, I think it's fancy. Oh, that's right. I think it's fancy. Me, I think it's just that it's fancy. And so that's a little weird because Rini has just been to like beg Liz's forgiveness and she was like, absolutely not. And then yeah. she gets this invite. Um, so let me, I'm looking, looking. Okay. You got some mail. I put it on your bed and I made some Christmas cookies if you want them. Yummy. La, 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 that's the mom. Um, she picked up a long gray envelope. No return address. Open it, Greta urged. It doesn't look like junk mail. Too fancy. <laughs> oh, so it's fancy. I don't believe it's this. It's from Liz. She's inviting me to a party. Rini read the letter again. December 29th. I love that she dated the invite. <laughs> like, <laughs> she typed this up like, like she was taught to type up a business letter in, like, typing class. Oh, yeah. Oh, December yeah. 29th. Um on the like right hand uh, also damn she's she's sending out these like formal invites to this party like just three days party. before <laughs> yes so december 29th dear rainy i've been thinking about what you said and we do all need to stick together i need my friends to get through this horrible time so i've decided to have a new year's eve party i know pj is gone and that this has been a hard year for all of us but let's put this year behind us and celebrate and hope that next oh year god. is a better year for oh everyone. Oh my god. Please How come. did I fall for this? I'm inviting all my closest friends to my house around nine. Hope to see you then, Liz. And then they just go. I cannot <laughs> believe they fucking fall for this shit. Like, truly. I will say, to their credit, a boy named Justin Styles is having a rager. That's and true. they choose not to go. They go to Liz's party. Well, they Knowing plan full to like well leave. that most of the school is going to Justin's party. They do plan to like. Oh yeah, party maybe hop. we can cut out early and head over there. Sean suggested. Yeah. Ready to go in? Yeah. Like maybe they, they we don't... can like ditch the girl with the dead brother and check out. Truly, <laughs> truly, them being like, oh well, um, like believing her being like, yes, my brother is missing, but we should celebrate. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I just think we need to like start this year on the right foot. <laughs> I know. So they believe it and they go to this fucking party. It's very dumb. They get there and it is as though somebody's having a funeral party. <laughs> it's tr like, it's so funny. Like black balloons, black streamers, black yeah. tablecloths. Liz had decorated the entire room in black. Black crepe paper draped the walls. Black balloons floated at the ceiling. It's not a party. It's a funeral, Rini thought glumly. <laughs> the, like, oh, bummer these solo like things that she puts out are so fucking funny too so she has like this one table in the corner there's no furniture no one can sit down and so they're just like uh and she's like i have to go and like goes in the other room so they're she just takes like their coats to hang them up <laughs> oh right she has to hang up their coats <laughs> and arnie's like whoa did we crush the adams family's new year's party uh, arnie's jokes Maybe he should very die typical. just for them. Very typical oral jokes. 
because I'm also okay. Like <laughs> some of his jokes, I took some screenshots. There was one that was oh like, god. "Oh my god, you mean the joke inside the yearbook?" Oh no, no. <laughs> um, Do you remember the joke inside the yearbook, or even I, that there was one? Because I, I did not. remember that there was one, and I was like, "Okay." I did not even understand. It wasn't even a joke. joke. I did not understand it. Because one of the things when they get there, it's like table, punch bowl, yearbook on the table. And the yearbook is from 1965. And I was like, okay, so they are Beth and Jeremy. Yeah. But they open it and and it says Greta snickered. Listen to this inscription. We'll be friends until the ocean needs diapers to keep its bottom dry. What? I don't understand what that That's joke is. That's not a joke. We'll be until... friends until the ocean needs oh diapers to keep its bottom dry. Oh, I guess because it's old? Because the ocean's old? But like why why would, would its it bottom need a dry bottom? Because it's could someone please explain <laughs> <laughs> what qualifies this as yeah. A joke or even a sentence that has meaning. Yeah, because I don't understand it. Like the ocean is already wet. Google so this is implying ocean. Why would it need its bottom to be dry? Diapers. Let's see if it this is Oh, like um, maybe it's a, a an idiom like maybe, or something? Yeah. Maybe it's like some saying from the sixties. Okay. Here's <laughs> Um, the second result is the, is this book. If I Google, quote, ocean needs diapers, the only thing that really comes up. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What's this? Newcastle News, February 15th, 1977. The ocean needs diapers to keep its bottom dry. Gina, happy Valentine's Day. What? can't see because I need a trial to look at this newspaper archive. <laughs> That's weird. Well, it's it was apparently in a newspaper in Newcastle in 1977. Somebody had said it before. What? Fascinating. Till the ocean needs di- So is that like in the future it's like water world? Yeah, but it needs diapers to keep its bottom it's, dry. I don't understand we're in that. Kevin Costner's water world, because like it doesn't. Have... I just don't understand. Like, like I, I don't I, like this. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, but I okay. So there's like maybe a phrase here, right? Mm-hmm. I love. We'll be friends until the oceans dry up, right? Yeah. So they dry up. Why would it need diapers to keep the bottom dry? That I don't understand. That means it's got a really wet bottom. So it's just always? So I, maybe it is a water world thing. It's like the oceans will overrun. It's like <clears throat> people were just catching on to the fact that uh, global warming. <laughs> That's true, though. Like in like the... In 1965? Uh, no, I want to say like 1979. Because the, the newspaper is from 1977, but this yearbook... It's from 65. It's from 65. I don't know. Well, somebody please let us know because I don't understand it one bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The joke that I 
found was after the hollow or after the Christmas party in which they thought they killed their friend. Um, they're all really somber and like cleaning up. And then Artie says, maybe you should only have Halloween parties from now on. <laughs> and it's like, why, why are you even speaking right now, Artie? I also why wanted indeed. to just do a quick highlight of some of the outfits. Yes. Okay, Sandy's sexy, sexy outfit. Ready? Mm-hmm. Wow. In that dress, Sandy should be in an MTV video, not at my party, Rini thought. The short black dress showed off Sandy's long legs. Okay. She wore a sparkly red vest? Well, 1993 was an interesting time. <laughs> she had so on heels and a sheer black stockings. I get that. <laughs> So, oh, and then this is just one other outfit is the, oh, wait, no, it's not an outfit. It's just what Mark looks like. He's really good looking. He wore his dark brown hair in a ponytail, and she liked the faint scar that ran partway across his forehead and through his left eyebrow. It made him appear a little dangerous and older, different from the other high school guys. Yeah, that scar also, I was like, "Mm, I think maybe he's. Yeah, that's what made me think it might be involved. Um, yeah, they're all at this, like, really cursed party, and, uh, Liz comes back from, like, where she's done the coats. Oh, and then that's the funny thing. They're looking at the yearbook, and she's like, don't touch that! And they (laughs) rightfully are like, it's on the table. Who put it out, girl? Yeah, it's, like, literally next to the punch, you bitch. Why'd you put it there? Why did you put it there? I yeah. guess like that was literally the only thing in the house. And maybe she was like, oh, mm-hmm. I oh, I forgot to put that away. Yeah. I think she it's revealed she, everything before I was ready. She wasn't ready because she had this whole plan to reveal everything. And then it was so had a whole plan. Yeah. But they don't really get it because no. why would they have any reason to know? Yeah. And there, she's like, you hurt PJ, blah, 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 blah. And then she, like, starts to try to stab – is it Artie? Sean? I think it's Sean. Um, Maybe it's Sean. Fucking go for Artie already. Seriously. And then who stops her? Oh, my God. It's PJ. But then he's like, I'm glad you waited for me because I wanted to watch you kill all of them. And then you're like, wait, what? (laughs) I was annoyed by that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, I was like, like wait, I but- like the fun reveal, but it was just like so, uh, so R.L. Stein. Well, and also like him being like, I'm glad that you waited to kill them f- until I got there. Well, no, you didn't wait because she was trying to kill. You just happened to walk in. Yeah. Like she was in the middle of killing him. So like, PJ, you don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So that bothered me. Like it just didn't like line up factually. <laughs> Not know what was happening. But they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And they can't get out because she's like locked all the doors. Um, She keeps trying to like stab everybody. <laughs> and then the she's twist that I was Sean, like, Sean like at the throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's like holding him hostage. Um, And then like Ty is like... <laughs> Well, guess what? You weren't brought back for revenge. You were brought back so that I could also be brought back and then kill you. (laughs) 
It uh, was so, so good. Spectacular. I mean, him being like, so you're a ghost, huh? I see that you're a ghost. I will raise you. Me also being a ghost and I'm haunting you. And me being the one who is to uh, get my revenge. Yes. And then the weird like Tasmanian devil like twirly twister that they three ghosts become at the end is very silly. <laughs> I loved it though. It was very funny. I loved it as well. Silly in the best way. Yes, yes. Like really great. Mm-hmm. And I also like how like the 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 terrible murder prank teens are just like watching it and they're like, okay. Like, have you seen um, season two of Fargo? Yes. I love season two of Fargo. Okay. So, you know, when McMillan, that's his last name, right? Uh, Mike, Mike McMillan. Um, uh, I forgot who he's played by. He's like the Kansas City gangster. And it's like the the last two remaining of, of his group are him and that one kitchen brother. Uh Apparently, I don't remember well enough. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Fargo season two cast. I mean, season two is so fucking good of that show. It's so really, good. really good. Uh, Bakeem Woodbine plays him. Mike Milligan. He is the, um, he's like the leader of the muscle that gets sent by the Kansas City people to like destroy the Gerhardt's. Um, he kind of takes over once uh, uh, Ray Romano's brother gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's like a part where basically, um, um, what's his name? Played by Zahn McLarnon, uh, Hansi, Hansi Dent, um, who is the Native American that was with Dodd when he betrays the Gerhards. And it's like, basically a shootout between the police and the Gerhardts at this motel and um, the Kansas city people come to like, they come to try and take out the Gerhardts, but they come and they see that like everyone is fucking dead at this hotel (laughs) and they just go like, okay. And like literally get in the car and drive away. Like it's like that, like the teens are just like, all right, uh, let's go. Um. So that's uh, it, there are some very good moments in in this in this book. It's like oh the the reading this as an outline, I'd be like oh, I can't wait to read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the actual you know writing of it, there's just no finesse. It's, you there's know just what? No I'm care gonna for, say like, characters or mm-hmm. anything. I'm yeah. I'm gonna say that like. Exactly that. The plot outline, like the things that happen are really, really good. And like in talking about it, they're great. Uh, I mean, there were moments where I literally like I did when Ty was like, guess what, bitches? I'm also a ghost. I I literally was like, what? Out loud was like, what? Yeah, that was I tr- just fantastic. It was fantastic. Like the idea, like the the like. Russian nesting dolls of like hauntings was very good. Yes. Um, <laughs> the whirling dervish. Yes. Of, of oh my God. Resolution where they just turn it. They just like dissipate. It's very like Casper, like fighting with his uncles at the end. Like they're like, a, <laughs> like a swirl. Um, 
that was also very good. Um, it's just like, I feel like even in the, you know what it was? The plot points were high camp, but the characters were not like, yeah, because the, like the way it played out. His, yeah. was just like uninspired. Yeah, because I'm thinking of some of his earlier stuff. Like, um, I forgot what the name of it was, but the one that ends with her, with the villain putting a moose head on the final boy's head. Yes, that was Blind Date. Blind Date. So Blind Date, or w- w- was Blind Date a Fear Street? No, it was a point horror, but it was yeah. Stein. Yeah. Like that one, for example. That was like the characters were at 100 and the plot was at 100. Yeah. Whereas this is like the plot was at 100 and the characters were at like 60. Yeah, we didn't get... um, What am I trying to say? We did not get Liz being crazy for anything but like three pages. Yeah, and you know what? I honestly... it, It might be unfair to this book because we are straight off of the heels of Reva Dalby, which is like... Where can you go from That's there? That's true. She is, she's just so memorable. And the characters in here, I'm like amazed I remembered their names. Because truly, like the way, and I know we're not here to talk about Silent Night 3, but like the way that like even outside of Reva, like the other characters are also like kind of at an 11 as well. You know, with like Grant being like, I need to do revenge killing yeah, because you like. No one is heightened in this. No. They're just like, ah, someone's trying to kill us. Yeah. And that's it. But there's no, like... You're not feeling any tension or fear. There's no, no mood. This is totally lacking in mood. That's, yes. That's what it is. Yes. There's no ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it lacks a je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Yeah. It lacks a certain um, joie de vivre. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like there are star turns without a star. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Because like how amazing would it have been if Ty literally was like Silent Night 3 level, right? Like if Ty was like, recognize me, you yeah. know? When instead he's just kind of like, I mean, I guess he does kind of we, have a pretty I'm going to all read moment. the part and we'll see if like, because sometimes when we read it out loud, it feels a lot different. That's true. That's true. Um, You're all going to die, PJ declares. PJ actually got some some pretty juicy stuff at the end. Yes. Which I liked for him. I did feel like these were very like, honestly, which is rare for an R.L. Stein, but a little bit more fun roles for the guys. Yeah, and the girls are not trying to steal one another's boyfriends. Oh, no. No, all. I liked that. I loved that. So that's a plus as well. There are pluses. I wouldn't even say there are minuses. It's just there are pluses and then like large gaps of nothing. <laughs> you know what it is? There are pluses and there are missed opportunities. Yes. There are pluses, missed opportunities, and way too many murder pranks. Like I yeah. get that that's kind of their thing and that's what drives it. It's just so uninspired. Yes. So here is blah, blah, blah. Enough talk, Liz said sharply. My brother and I have waited so long for this. It's hard to believe it's finally going to happen. She picked up the knife, smiled at Rini, a cold smile, dead eyes glowing, lurched at Rini. Ty jumped between them. 
Stay out of this, Ty, Liz ordered. She raised the knife, her face twisted in anger. Move away, Ty. Ty didn't budge. He stood there, hands at his sides, his gaze fixed on Liz. You've got the wrong story, Beth, Ty declared softly. Wrong? What are you talking about? Liz demanded. You haven't figured it out, Beth, he told her. You haven't figured out why you were brought back to life. Ty, step aside, Liz ordered. Stop trying to protect Reenie. She's going to die, and so are you. And I was like, why Ty wasn't involved or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm not, Ty insisted. Reenie stared hard at him, studying him. She didn't know Ty very well, but here he was being so brave, so totally brave, standing up to Liz or Beth or whatever her name was. Standing, it's Liz and Beth, you dumb dumb. Standing up to a girl who had been dead for 30 years with, with such calmness, such courage. You haven't figured it out, Beth, Ty repeated softly. You weren't brought back from the dead to have your revenge. I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your revenge, Liz shrieked. For what? I died on that snowy New Year's Eve in 1965, too, Ty told her. Ty? Ty is a ghost, too? Rini felt chill after <laughs> chill rolled down bike. her body. And then he, like, reveals Oh, he does he have a very fun boy. moment. I'm looking at it here. When he says, think, like, don't you remember me? I remember you so well. You and your brother. And then they're both like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is more fun. Part of the problem is that when there are dead spaces where I'm not feeling that engaged, I start mm -hmm. hardcore skimming. Yeah, I was skimming a bit. And I'm not skimming, I but think... it's just like I'm, I get so disconnected. Yeah. So I was reading is... all this is really rote, but when you read it out loud, it's like, ooh, pulp. Yeah, like literally, okay, right here where he, he's like, I didn't know why I'd been brought back to life back to shady side either until I met you and your brother. Then I knew. I knew you were Beth and Jeremy, the ones who ran me down in the snow on New Year's Eve and left me to die. And then PJ's like, we should have stopped. And then Liz is like, don't. We didn't kill him. We hit an animal, a raccoon. <laughs> a raccoon. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, that isn't true, Beth. I'm sure you remember my face against the windshield. I stared in at you. I saw you both before you raced away and left me to die. And then Liz is trying to run away. And then... <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, actually, this is really good. He's like stroking her face with a finger and he's like, that's why I stayed so close to you. I've been waiting for this moment, the perfect moment for my revenge. New Year's. And then the clock starts chiming. <laughs> he's like, it's my turn. That's why you two were brought back. So I could kill you. That's why all three of us were brought back. And then they're like in their little three-way. <laughs> <laughs> And the clock is like bong, bong. And they're just like twirling around. Midnight's here. And then they're a circle of rage and revenge. They're a ghostly whirlwind. There's a whistle. And then they fade. And then they're gone. Oh, God. I oh, pretty forgot <laughs> about Sean having the last line in this book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally would want to turn to him and be like, shut up, Sean. Like, because no, unneeded. <laughs> the why do you need to speak? So they're all like hugging each other. They're like, wow, that was sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and then Rini's like, it's all so sad, so sad and frightening. What more is there to say? And then Sean goes, how about Happy New Year? Sean, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Sean, unacceptable. Don't do this. 
Don't do this. Don't do this, Sean. But he does. So I mean, he I does think it. here's 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 why I think this level in Silent Night Three was the whole book. This level yes. in this book is only the end. Yeah. Because if you're, yeah, when I'm going like murder prank after murder prank, I just, I start to read everything as that low stakes. Yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like the murder pranks, if they were at like Harold and Maude level, I think it would have been better. Yeah, but it's all, it seems like it's just, although they do talk, oh, there is fake blood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We just need like a little bit more urgency in the writing, I guess. I guess. I just, I mean, but here's the thing. The fake blood, the whole room could have been covered in fucking blood. You know, like it could have been like to a point where you were like, okay, the fact that you're going this far for your fucking pranks is like, you spent hours on this, you know, like, but instead <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to hide in a closet and like fall on my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's like, why would you have been in there? You know, like yep. what's in it? There is no urgency. And it, I feel like Silent Night 3 was very fun to write. And I think parts of this were fun to write, but not the whole thing. Yeah. And you can feel it. Yeah, I agree. But it's a very quick read. For a super chiller, it was fast. Yeah, it was fast. And I love, you know, in a super chiller, everything's a little bit more bloody and gruesome. Mm -hmm. So you got to get behind that. Yeah. We stay in a super chiller. Yeah, truly. Truly. Um, So I say read. Yeah. Even though we just told you absolutely everything that happens. Yeah, but we do um, that for every book. Yeah, but this is definitely like if you're looking to add to your R.L. Stein collection, I would recommend this one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's it's a it's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the book. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, everybody, for donating to our Patreon. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash teen creeps. Um, you guys really are. Uh, really helping us keep keeping keep ourselves on. alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, a extra special thank you to our Patreon producers, Amanda Nengel, Anne Dwyer, Ashley Fritz, Brian Petty II, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny, Emily Pooley, Gabriella Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Grace Armstrong, Jeremy Cronk, <clears throat> excuse me, Jessica Smith Harper, Jonathan Venable, Jordan Colwick, Karen Lewis, Cap Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Kelly Burns, Chris Darina, Landry Desmond, Laura Hooper, Lonnie Martin, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Wolschlager, Marcy Raquel Blackwell, Marco Pavlicich, Melody, Megan Lozier, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Oscar Gallegos, Randy Klett, Rashad Black, Rogue Kalahua, Sersha Descaro, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Nichelle. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Valdez. And Wendy Bartos. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, next week we are reading... Oh, gosh, what are we reading next week? Mexican Gothic. <gasps> yeah. Okay, so we're, yeah, we're varying it up a little bit. This is not YA, but, you know, we want to open it up to not just, you know, white-ass authors all the time. Yeah. And uh, this book actually recently won Best Horror of the Year. So. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. really looking forward to reading it. 
Me too. It's a beautiful cover as well. Mm-hmm. So gorgeous. If you're like me and you judge a book by its cover, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, so I don't know. But I, I think yeah. I think we'll really like it. I do tend to judge books by their cover, and the problem is I'm usually right. It's yeah, it, usually it, right. Like that saying okay. is garbage. No, it's totally true. I was talking about this with Ryan Mogi, who I think, like us, is a fellow like kind of judgmental person. <laughs> where it's like the problem with like when you like make a judgment call about either like a person or like a thing. And people are like, you're being too judgy, and then you end up being right. The problem with that is when you are a person that's very often right. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, what can I say? The facts are I the mean, facts. particularly with this, because it's like, it just says something about the process and the book. And it says something about the person's taste. I don't know if that, yes. you know what I mean? And I feel like I know what just like a shitty nothing detective read is because they look a certain mm -hmm. way. And so I'm not going to buy that book because I'm not interested. Or like if you see a book cover that like, I, okay, now this is going to be <laughs> whatever. Okay, what's, if you see a book cover happen? that's like, you know, kind of shitty or sloppy looking or like you know, whatever, to me in general, if I were an author, I would say something. Yes, I would like, have. I would because you're very detail oriented kind of and obsessive. Influence. Yes, and mm -hmm. so like to me, if you are okay with your book looking like absolute dog shit, then that means that you didn't really care about what you wrote, and like your writing process is gonna be sloppy. And I know that sounds mean, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm usually right. <laughs> so. It is what it is. So, and that's not saying that's taste, you know? <laughs> yes. Because like there are some things where I'm like, oh, like aesthetically, maybe that's not my taste. It's not my bag. But, right. But I'm talking about when it's just like just easy looking, sloppy, you know? Mm-hmm. Because then I'm like, well, then your book is easy and sloppy. Yeah. It means that you didn't care enough to like work with them on the graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you familiar with Burt Ward, the actor who played Robin on the 60s Batman, having a pet food company? I did not know that he had a pet food company. He has a pet food company. Okay. And it is um, called Gentle Giants. Okay. And the graphic design is absolute chaos. <gasps> I just looked at it. Oh my God, what is this? Is it this is like, like the um, Dr. Bronner's of pet food? You have to respect how chaotic it is. Like this crosses the line into like yeah, intentional. Camp. It is yeah. an art onto itself how bad the graphic design is. Because first of all, you know, basic rule of graphic design, no no more than three fonts, right? Mm-hmm. Incorrect. This says all of them. One, two, three, four, five, just in the top five lines. Different font, all different lines. All the fonts. But then every other part of this. Also, um, just like random I, pictures of animals. <laughs> random pictures of animals. One of a bear. <laughs> Him dressed up as Robin. It's... Okay, it's now I, I, I almost... This is going to be crazy, mm -hmm. but the can is crazier than the bag. I'm looking at the can version. I think it's because 
it's smaller. Yes, and the the what's inside yeah. is so large. 90% The 90% beef. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. It's chaos. You know what this feels like to me? <laughs> this feels very like Madonna Inn. It's like the Madonna yeah. Inn of dog food. It's so funny. That's very it's so funny. funny. So guys, do yourself a favor. Just look. go to gentlegiantspetproducts.com. You'll thank us later. We don't buy this food, though. I have heard good things about it. Uh, Mike and I are struggling I, with what it. food to get for Edwin because he just like doesn't like nothing quite agrees with his tummy. Mm-hmm. Well, so you have to give every food this. like a month and a half, which is very annoying. Yeah, we are. Which is like what a long way to try and you know what I mean. Yeah, and you have to slowly introduce it. Ugh, the whole thing is a whole thing. We've been struggling ever since he had to get um all those teeth extracted because he wasn't chewing on his kibble. Right. Yep. Uh, have to bring LH in tomorrow to get some teeth extracted. Oh, no. I know it's just never ending. It's these pets with their teeth. They're tiny. I just wish they brushed mouths. their own teeth. Tiny mouths. There's little sand grains. It's little sand grain teeth. Mm-hmm. Sad. Very. Well, I wish you strength in your pet food journey. Maybe Gentle Giants Thank will you. be it. Maybe. We should see say? if they want to do a spot for our show. Yeah. Call up Burt Ward. I mean, that's on brand for sure. Yes. <laughs> like the most chaotic looking fucking ba- bag of dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. That's the episode. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. We hope it brings you many good things. Yeah. Uh, financial stability, success, love, friendship, etc. Wear a mask. Oh, I'll say please. the um I'll say the thing that uh that we always say no- normally at uh at Vietnamese New Year, mm-hmm. which is um. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna be chụp mừng năm mới, mình khỏe, vui vẻ, tiền vào nuôi nước, which is like health and like happiness, and then like money running to you like a river. Nice. That's what I wish for you guys. Yes. Same. I second this. There we go. All right. We love you guys. See you next time. Keep it creepy. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.